Hi, this is Ryan. And this is Kate. And this is Are You Sisters? The podcast. The podcast. So, Kate, I feel like we haven't recorded an episode in quite some time, but it's really only been like a week and a half, two weeks. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks. There's been a lot of travel. I feel like the end of summer is always like a crapshoot. Like people are not doing their best. Yes. They're just like fully off the grid and traveling and, you know, so are we. Yeah. I feel like my boss kind of finally was like, what the hell is going on with you? Because I was taking like a Friday off or a Thursday and Friday off for like yeah. a few weeks. And he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I have weddings, babies, et cetera. Like truly, like who isn't? Like I, I feel like if you're working hard at the end of August, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's your deal? Doing it all wrong is what's happening with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we've chatted last on air, we traveled up to Connecticut for my sister's baby shower. And we did want to provide an update that we traveled successfully with our two French bulldogs, Eloise and Betty. We made it there without problems. And we made it back. And we made it back. And not only that, we had a great experience because we were given the entire row on the way there. So the dogs had their own seats. Yeah. And then on the way back, we were upgraded to first class. Yeah. I would use this as a plug for Delta because I generally am a Delta bitch. But in light of recent events that we've just learned, we're pissed. I'm pissed off. Yeah. Delta is like announcing all these changes to their like loyalty programs and lounges and yeah so I have like I have an American Express for Sky Miles which it basically just gives you a bunch of miles but I initially was a little bamboozled because I thought that I would have access to all the lounges well come to find out I only get access to the lounges for a small fee of like 40 bucks and I'm like what the fuck is up with that and now I just get an email and it was like, you don't have any access to any lounges, even for which, a fee. <laughs> but which is insane because you have a Delta card. Right. Like, I, I just don't even understand. And I have an Amex Platinum because I just need lounge access whenever I travel. And I mean, even that is like annoying because we're traveling together and then there's a fee to get you in. Yeah. Which is like, why even have a Delta card? Right. No, and I mean, they're changing something else over New York Post is reporting that Delta will no longer allow customers who book basic economy tickets to use the lounges, (laughs) which it's insane. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, wait, so question. You have an American Express Platinum. Yes. If you booked an economy basic seat, you wouldn't have access to the I could still use this. I could still use the lounge because of my Amex Platinum. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. For example, like if you fly first class or, you know, business, whatever, you're supposed to be able to use the lounge based on your ticket. Okay, yeah. But still, even beyond that, I was reading the points guy who kind of breaks down all the airline shit. And he was the one who cracked the case last night. And there's a lot of changes happening. Like, it's just like miles have turned into something else. And basically, it's, it's a way of screwing us. It's making you a lot harder to get upgrades and loyalty points. And now they're kicking everyone out of the lounges. And I'm sad for you, but honestly, they have been very crowded. And so, all right, well, (laughs) 
like so really like, crowded. Like I may as well just like not go to the lounge because it's too many people. Right. And I get that aspect of it, but it's also like stop like advertising these cards. Cause when I got the platinum Delta card, yeah. I thought, oh, it's a Delta credit card. Why would I not have access to Delta Sky Lounge? But yeah, I mean, it really makes no sense. But us, us poor people can't join the lounge. It's elite I'm, status. I'll only. see. You, I'll see you at KFC. I'll be. I'll be upstairs at the lounge, and I'll. I'll meet you down there. Right with the commenters. Well, okay. So the point being, I think I'm going to have to take a little look ski at some other credit cards. So and also start flying another airline. It breaks my heart. It really does. I know, I but mean, I'm not putting up with this bullshit. You've converted me because I was like diehard JetBlue. And then they started really fucking up. I mean, beyond the delays and that one incident I had with the child like crawling under me, <laughs> you know, they started charging like just charging for basically everything. You bring a carry-on, it's a charge. You're not allowed to use the overhead bin. It's just like so stupid. So then I switched to Delta. And like, once I switched and commit to something, I'm like a loyalist because I'm like, I want all the perks. Like I want those upgrades gotten a few. I mean, okay, to be fair, well, but then this is the problem too, the silver medallion deal. Yeah. Like, I guess now you have to spend $6,000 or something in whatever MD. To become a silver. But that, what do I have to spend money on to get this status? Like, what it's, is it? Like, you have to spend money with Delta. Like, you have to spend $6,000 $6, worth of airline tickets. Yeah. See, that pisses me off. In, instead of, like, the miles you travel. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Anyway, I it's mean, all a scam. We did, yeah, it's basically, it's definitely like they're positioning it as they're doing like great things for their customers, but really they're just like. Right. And I think that's what's like really getting under my skin mm -hmm. is all of these, like the insurance company, they emailed you and they were like, oh, yeah. Oh, just because basically oh, uh, we, your electric's we, going up. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, stop trying to frame it as you're just worried about your customer and just be straight up and say, hey. Yeah. We're price gouging you. Right. It was my home insurance and they were just basically like, well, we're everyone's raising there. So we are too, because now the planet's on fire. Right. I was like, okay, cool. Got it. But anyway, we will give Delta credit where Delta credit is due. And they were very kind to us with our service dogs. They were. Which we appreciate. Yes. But anyway, that kind of moves us along to our first topic of the evening, which is... BTK. Yes. Dennis Rader. We'll dive into why we're talking about him quickly, but just a quick like recap of who he is if you are not a true crime aficionado and follow along. But he is a piece of shit serial killer out of Ryan's hometown. Yes. Wichita, Kansas, who was active in the late 70s and 80s and then kind of went under the radar because he was what? Raising family. Oh, he was raising, he had to take some time off to raise his family. He had to take some like, time off. Understandably. Yeah, to raise a family. And then he started kind of taunting the police and the media in the early 2000s again, which funny enough, I was taking forensics in high school and he was caught while I was in that class. So we studied his crimes a lot, but we're diving into it because Ryan just returned from Kansas. Yes. And she has some updates to share with me. Yeah, I mean, there's not like, you know, secret information that is given to you when you land in Kansas, but sure. I I did you can just google this information 
it is public record, but I was unaware. So I'm, I'm in cause I need well, to know. Okay. So I went home last weekend for my uncle's wedding. It was so much fun. Like I honestly had the most fun 48 hours. Kate stayed home to watch our goblins, but it was a lot of fun. So it's a whirlwind. Saw all my friends and family, but a couple of those people that I saw, my best friend, Nikki, I went over and met her adorable baby and hung out with my other friend, Rachel's baby too. Anyway, neither here nor there. Nikki's mom, Sue, was a reporter for Wichita News, Cake News, in the early 2000s when Dennis Rader started sending mail again because he's a classic narcissist and like hadn't had attention. And he was like, wait, what about me? Mm-hmm. So I actually got to got to hang out with Sue and found out that there was like all of this new evidence coming to light. So evidently they're digging up some more information on some murders that happened in Osage County in Oklahoma, as well as trying to tie him to some other murders in Missouri as well. And evidently they're also digging up some of his quote unquote trophies which he had claimed he buried under his house. And they've actually, to my knowledge, been able to recover some of these items. He also drew a couple of drawings and it's like actually disturbing the detail he went into. Like he he used like color pencils. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen some of his quote unquote artwork. His artwork. It's basically he drew drawings of these women, these young women that he allegedly murdered. Children. Yeah. In those drawings. And essentially like the ways that he buried them or whatever. It it was, it's just disturbing, disturbing shit. And he's a horrible, horrible individual. He's also in, he's in prison, obviously in solitary confinement. He gets one hour a day out out of solitary confinement. Rightfully so. Well, I think, why does he have the hour? Yeah. Don't need to give him that. He should get one hour of torture a day is (sighs) what I'm thinking. Yeah, so they haven't connected any, like, new murders to him No, concretely. I'm sure there's more out there, like, in terms of women he's killed yeah. and other people, because he couldn't have been dormant that long. I just but it's don't. like, also, he seems to be, because I think he started talking about it, too, and I think it's always, once again, this narcissistic personality disorder where, you know, he hasn't been in the limelight for long, too long. And so then he has to keep these additional murders like in his back pocket for when people like stop paying attention to him. It's like, right. He's just trying to stay relevant. I quickly like looked and there are articles about him as of like a day ago. So stuff is, stuff is happening and we can say that we have an inside source on the case. We do. Love Sue. (laughs) Love Sue. Yeah. Second mom. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that she has connection to him and, you know, that he, like, actually sent her letters. And yeah, stuff. well, so I I think Nikki and I were in, like, fifth grade when he started writing letters again. And, like, truly, not to be dramatic or anything, but it was really scary because it's, like, haunting. Yeah. You didn't know, obviously, like, we would go to the mall and my mom would be like, oh, my God, I'm sure that's him. But you yeah. didn't know who it was. So, well, I mean, how big is Wichita? It's. It's a 500,000 population city. Oh, half really? a million. Yeah, half a million people. Well, what's what's in a normal city? Like Charleston, I think when I moved here was 500,000 people. Really? Mm-hmm. There's that many people here? Well, in the surrounding suburbs, you know, like yeah. Daniel Island. And- I just feel like it's not like a huge city. So that is scary. It's like it 
could very well be. Right. I mean, we're not talking about New York where you have like a random like murder on the loose and it's like. Right. It feels like it's much more like in your community. Yeah. It feels like more of a community city. Yeah, for sure. And he was a community man. Right. Right. He was a Boy Scout troop leader, Mm -hmm. which so fucked up. One of the murders that he committed, he did on a Boy Scout trip. They were camping. and Perfect alibi. He snuck out, said, BRB, gotta go, like, murder this poor person. (laughs) Did that, came back, and he was there for breakfast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a good alibi. But yeah, I mean, piece of shit. But then also church leader, dog catcher, dog catcher. That bums me out. You know, he was such a dick to those dogs. But needless to say, thank God he is locked up. And I honestly think we need to petition to get his one hour, like, minimized to like zero. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, keep us posted on any developments, future BTK developments, because as you know, I am very into true crime. In fact, when Ryan and I met, (laughs) when Ryan and I met, she told me she was from Kansas. And I said, I've never met anyone from Kansas. And then I proceeded to tell her I was reading a light summer beach read called Bind, Torture, Kill. It's a book that's literally all about BTK. And she was like, have you heard of him? Have you? I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, you're from Kansas? You're from Wichita? Okay, have you heard of BTK? And she was like, yeah, you stupid bitch. I have. I've heard of him every now and then, yeah. No, so yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. I hope that all of the murders that he's committed come to light and he's sentenced again. And yeah, I mean, again if, he, and again, if he's committed- he's a horrible individual. If, if there's other cold case crimes out there that he is responsible for, for the families needing closure, I would just hope that he came out with it and just to give them right. that closure they need. Yes. Okay. So I think we've got the BTK of it down. So let's move on to a little bit of a lighter subject. Kate is more of the expert in this area. I haven't been that big of a fan, admittedly, but evidently there's been a lot of drama going down the Bravo world, not with Vanderpump Rules, but with the Summer House crew. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, what, what's going on? This is crazy. So it's been, I mean, it's been like two weeks now since it's gone down. So it's not exactly breaking news, but it is breaking news because Lindsay Hubbard did release a statement today. So to back you up a bit, Summer House stars, Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard, who have been on Summer House since the first season, we're always friends, you know, whatever. They tried to date casually like a couple seasons ago. And then Carl kind of dumped her and was a dick to her then. But then cleaned up his act. He got sober. He really had a character arc. So they started dating again. And it was like pretty much the the last season revolved around their relationship in terms of it. Like everyone was like, wow, this is happening way too fast. They like went from dating one another to getting engaged on air last season. So like in a matter of like six months and everyone's like, what's the rush? What's going on? But if you watch, you've seen Lindsay Hubbard and she's always like, I've got a timeline, people. I need to get married. I want to have children, blah, 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 blah. They seemed good. They seemed strong. They seemed like a very, like, we're getting married. Well, almost two weeks ago, the Bravo... Instagrams went wild because Carl 
apparently like just ended the engagement on camera, called the engagement off on camera. And like apparently filming had already wrapped, but he actually gave producers and film crew the heads up that he was going to blindside his fiance. That's pretty awful. With calling off the engagement and get this, I mean, their wedding is literally in two months. So he's calling off the engagement two months before the wedding. And if you watch the show, you know how all in Lindsay is on this relationship and also how positioned it was. Like, this is her fairy tale. Like, I kiss a lot of frogs, but like my best friend of eight years is now, this is who I'm going to marry and spend the rest of my life with. And it's honestly really sad. Yeah. It's really sad. So then on top of that, they were really quiet about it. There was paparazzi pics of like, Carl kind of like flying out of the city, whatever. A email that Carl sent to his guests and like family and friends was leaked to people. So it was basically like his essential statement, just apologizing to his friends, like apologizing to Lindsay, calling it off, saying like, you know, like get in touch because I know everyone spent a lot of money and time on us. I mean, they just had their like, she just had her bridal shower. Where were they getting married? Like Mexico, a, like in Riviera Maya. So I don't know people had booked flights and hotels. Hotels, and flights, yeah. Presents. I mean, he in the email, he's basically like, you can still go and like use it as vacation, which I would. I mean, I would. I know, but like that's such a tacky thing to say to your guests. Like go and like have fun, but- Right, right. We're not going to be there, obviously. And so like on the other, so Lindsay's been like radio silent, like radio silent. I get that. All her Instagram like was the same. Like she hadn't deleted any of the photos of him until yesterday. She deleted all the pictures from her Instagram. And then today she released a statement on Instagram and it's basically like she's heartbroken. She is super transparent and that she was like blindsided. Mm -hmm. And also that she was like a relationship at this stage, like you should do everything to make it work. Which I just, I I agree with. And I'm like, this is just, it's kind of crazy. Like he fucked her. Right. No, I think to me, it's like, you don't just out of the blue wake up in the morning and say, you know what? Mm, actually, right. I don't want to marry you. Like he has probably been feeling this way for a long right. time and but he should have just like grown up, mm-hmm. been an adult and been like, you know what? Mm, I'm not feeling this. So I'm just like, why did he go through all the motions? Like why propose? Why go to the bridal shower that was literally like this month? Yeah. And he was posting up to like literally two weeks ago, like the love of my life, wife, like who knows if she was like drafting his coffee, honestly, like I wouldn't put a password. Well, like the only thing that comes to mind is like, I feel like I would be afraid of Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. So Lindsay's a fellow publicist and actually, although I've never met her, I've had friends who've met her and she's, I have some friends who know her, blah, blah, blah. She's definitely a scary person, but like a badass bitch. An, An intense person. And like, don't get me wrong, my mom- We'd watch the show together. My mom was like, you're Lindsay Hubbard. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you see it a little bit? Yeah. A little? Yeah. I mean, I definitely give off some of that crazy energy, but <laughs> I, and I, you know, I have no problem with it. Like, don't activate me. We yeah, all you really, too. and I can say this from experience, you do not want Kate activated because it is not, not, it's pretty scary. You do not want to activate me. And I mean, few people have, actually, that's a lie. Many people have. But regardless, I feel really, really bad for her. Like, yeah. although I feel like the relationship was like, 
kind of fake in a way. Like they were just like, they went so hard for the show and like, let's get engaged on air on the show. Let's get a people exclusive. This is my fairy tale wedding. I'm like, I feel really fucking bad for her. Right. Like I think in the back of all of our minds, we were like, this is not going to work out, but I thought they'd at least get married. I thought they'd get married in maybe five years. I thought they would be married a little bit. Like I didn't think they were going to like stay together forever. Yeah. But I thought she'd at least get a kid out of it because she's very for really wants to have a kid. Yeah. I mean, no, it's definitely sad. And I think I'm not sure if either of them have like what full-time jobs. I know. Well, that that's another thing. Like they have their New York City apartment, which the rent that they shared, I think it was like 13000 a month. I'm I mean, like, how are you paying us? That's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money per month. And I'm like, to my knowledge, I don't think he works for Loverboy anymore. I don't think she works as a publicist anymore. I think they're just full-time influencers and on the show. So yeah, I'm definitely wondering what's going to happen there. I have one other thing to comment on. And I wonder why Bravo people are less pissed about this than they are about Scandaval. Yeah. Like I almost feel on some level that this is worse. Yeah. I don't know about worse necessarily, but really messed up. I think it's like, you know, he could have done this so much early on and he like waited until the final hour to basically be like, Actually, you know, I know we've put in all of this money. All of our friends and family have put in all of this money, not to mention right. you have literally like, like this has been your entire life for the last year is this relationship, yeah. which I think is probably part of the problem. But my thing is like, I really, I know it's so bad what Tom Sandoval did to Ariana, but like, this is worse. Excuse me. I just like burped up my mind. this is worse. This is worse. Like on so many levels and the public humiliation that, you know, like she thought she was getting married this year. Yeah. She thought she was marrying the quote unquote love of her life. Right. And I think with the scandal of it, I think they weren't like, you could tell that there was trouble in paradise. Right. It wasn't like a full blindside. I mean, I'm sure Ariana, like obviously no idea. Tom Sandoval is a piece of shit. Right. There there was- I mean- I never looked at Carl and was like, wow, that's a stand-up guy. I agree, but he had this like whole character arc in that he got sober and yeah. his, you know, he really did honestly to me at the last two seasons, had a good head on his shoulder, like was level-headed. The last place he should be is in the summer house. Yeah. Like it's time to move on. And I think he should not show his face again. Right. I don't know how he will, but my God, I mean, Lindsay- Honestly, heart goes out. My heart goes out. My heart goes out because that is just like, that is so wrong. Well, and like for the record, let me just say, renting an apartment for 13K a month is not impressive to me. No, that's insane. Like if you buy like a badass place, awesome. Yeah. But like bragging about renting an apartment. Yeah, you're literally like shitting dollars. It's like, that's just dumb. Yeah. But my one final thought that I will say, I think also one of the worst parts he did was A, blindsider, but B, do it on camera. Well, that's the villainous part of it. Right. And I know your mom has her theories and I understood that too, where she was like, he wanted his probably side to be documented, but it's like, damn. No, it's, it is so cold. Yeah. So ruthless. That's like transactional. Right. But at the same time, I'm so honestly grateful that he did it. Right. Because Selfishly. I will be tuning in 
but I, I feel so bad for her. So to wrap that up, because that is our Bravo moment of the podcast tonight. Yes. We can move on to something a little bit more local. Yes. So bringing it back to, to the low country, I was really excited because when I was coming home from Kansas, my sister brought up the fact that she was going to dinner, I think tonight, I actually need to text her and see how it goes. And I was like, well, what's the deal? What's the big deal? Like, I didn't know if it was the anniversary. And she's like, it's it's restaurant week, which like, to be fair, Charleston restaurant week is like very hit or miss. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be a good deal, like an awesome deal, or it could be like, all right, yeah. I feel like I got, I got scammed. But yeah. needless to say, Kate and I have reservations at a downtown establishment called La Banque. Mm -hmm. So it's a French restaurant. It's like such a cute restaurant. To be honest, I've yet to have a bad experience there. Same. It's actually, so I think it opened maybe last year or the year before. And before that, it had been a bank. Yeah. So it's one of those like historic, it's on Broad Street, which in Charleston is like a very historic street downtown. And it is Absolutely beautiful. I've had some good meals there for sure. And we were really, we were in on the tiny, the tiny so, teenies. Right. So this tally, I wasn't even going to like make any reservations this year, but I was on, you know, scrolling Instagram as one does. And I saw they posted, and this is like great marketing, honestly. It was just a picture of a martini. And it said something like, to the effect of like tiny teeny six dollars and immediately I'm on Razzie and like book me. Oh, I yeah, I mean because the deal is good. I think we get something like three courses and it's like 40 bucks. Yeah. And and well, just I always I mean martinis like speak to me. Yeah. I, they said tiny teenies too. They didn't look tiny. I had I saw a hand for for comparison well, and it looked like a normal size martini. Honestly, we can use a tiny teeny because um, <laughs> Ryan and I were in New York City and we went to American Bar because they're known for their martinis and we love martinis. Like my one of my favorite kind of meals slash apps is like a martini and oysters. Mm-hmm. Basic, I know. I mean, I'm not telling anyone new. It's anyone, really anyone, anything. It's a know. novel, it's a novel concept. It's, martinis yeah. and oysters. I kind I've of, never I heard came, of it. I came up with it. Anyway, we went to this place, American Bar in in the city, and the martini was ginormous. It wrecked me. It was huge. And we had to keep being like, can you bring us more olive juice? Because it was like straight up just, yeah. you're a gin Liquor. girl, I'm a vodka girl, but mine was like straight up like half of a bottle of vodka. We had two, I think. Maybe you had two. I no, had I think we had one and then... And we got another drink and I was like, this, is, I, I don't yeah. need it. I, oh my God. I mean, it was like lights out. It was truly, I mean, those, those martinis were so big. So I'm actually like the tiny teenies that they're showing are in those, like what kind of glasses? You're a bartender. The so. Nick and Nora. A Nick and Nora glass, which I think is the appropriate glass for a martini because no one needs like a, a giant like fish bowl martini it, it that has served nobody right I mean because the thing is it's like you don't go out I mean sometimes of course I go out and have a glass of something but generally speaking I have two three yeah four no I'm kidding well no. <laughs> if they're in if they're in those like tiny teenies like the Nick and Nora yeah. glass then you can have two yes if they're in a giant glass which another Charleston establishment one. you know yes halls yes halls chop house legitimately we have a limit. The last time we ate there though with a, a couple of your friends, I think you had two. 
Oh, I've I've definitely had too many martinis. And I have I have some friends who are like not allowed to. They've called it on themselves. They're like Lacey, for example. She was like, <laughs> I've cut myself off from two martinis in town. Halls is one of them <laughs> because they are like so deadly. It's honestly, if you can imagine like a fishbowl, like if you went to like Bubba Gump Shrimp and they had like yeah. a fishbowl cocktail, it's like that size and yeah. it's filled to the brim. Yeah. Well, so anyway, part of what we're going to be doing each episode is talking about Charleston restaurants and kind of things to do around town. So we definitely want you to ask any questions because we've got lots of recommendations and answers. But if you're looking for a good teeny that's going to fuck you up, go to Halls. Mm-hmm. And we'll report back on the tiny teenies yes. at Le Banc. Okay. I feel like we've been, we've both been out of town for so long this last yeah. month that we're like having a very Charleston based weekend where we're going to dinner. And then Saturday, I'm, I'm super excited. We have the Charleston Pride Festival. Yes. It's Pride in Charleston, guys. It might be the middle of September, but <laughs> we're doing it. We're fucking doing it. So I have like mixed feelings about the fact that we do Pride in Charleston in September. And the reason being that Charleston doesn't want to have, obviously we don't, clearly have a giant, huge queer base here. We're not flooding the streets queer like community. you would be in New York City. Let's right. just say that. And so they don't want to compete because every weekend in June is there, you know, Atlanta has a big one. Charlotte has a big one, like mm-hmm. locally, local enough where they don't want to compete with people or, you know, flying to New York, whatever it might be. So they wait until September. Also, I was thinking maybe it was because of the weather, but September is much hotter than June. So yeah. that can't be it. To be fair, they do have the parade in June, right? But it's like, yeah, they did that this year. But here's the thing, guys. They have it at like 8 a.m. Right. So they're like, and it's like 20 minutes. They're like, if you're here at 8 a.m., you can be on the streets, but get off the fucking streets by 9 a.m. So like we haven't even gone because it's like- We tried to last year. I know. We're asleep, you know? And it's like, I mean, it's such a bummer. Like, I mean, coming from New York, I'm like, I want- shit going down. Yeah. But I will say the festival last year was fun. It was fun. There were drag queens, obviously. There was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a good time. I had a really great time. They had, so it's at the refinery, which is kind of up in our neighborhood. It's this like, what is it? Like a complex with like some restaurants. Yeah. Kind of like a, not cafeteria, but there's different like vendors in this building and they have a big outdoor like event space. Yeah. So we will be going. We're really excited. We'll be with our queer community, hopefully making some friends, maybe telling them about the podcast. Maybe so. But yeah, my sister and her fiance, and I'm assuming their English bulldog, Georgie, who we love, are going to come stop by before and then we're going to go because it's only like three minutes away from our house. Yeah. It'll be fun. But looking forward to it. Hope to see you there. So should we move on to some questions? Yeah. I'll go first. So question number one, since we're nearing the middle, well, I guess we're in the middle of September, nearing the end. It's different here in Charleston because it's hot as like shit up until probably the middle of October, but we're still very like fall centric people, Kate and I. Mm Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Kate, and I know this is your favorite season, so I know this is going to be a real tough one, tough pill to swallow, but you have to pick one gun to your head, one favorite part of fall. I mean, one favorite part of fall is really hard and also like doesn't apply here in a way, but it's the, it's the foliage. Okay. Yeah. It's the foliage (laughs) of New England 
And it is the feeling that it evokes in my soul. Okay. I think that's a good one. And I kind of like fully expected that. Yeah. I mean, it was literally the whole season. Like, I guess I'm so basic, but like that season is just my favorite season. Okay. So I'm going to say foliage and spookiness. Okay. No, that's not fair. It's full. Okay. Well, so since since I'm in Charleston and we don't get fall foliage, I'm going to go with spookiness. Okay. Yeah, the spooky fucking vibes we get. Well, that I mean, obviously, but like we said, we were up in Connecticut recently, and I think I wish we were there like this week. You're going back here shortly, but Mm -hmm. it was just so nice to just have a little reprieve. And it's not, you don't walk outside and your glasses fog up because it's so fucking humid and hot still in September. And we did see some some leaves falling. Oh, yeah. I mean, when my sisters do, it's going to be like, the beginning of the best part. So I'm excited to go up for it. But yeah, I'm going to go with spooky because I mean- That's not fair. No, I am. Well, okay. That kind of like steps on my- Well, you can have the same answer. All right. But before you um, cut off my train of thought, oh, I'm obsessed (laughs) with like spooky shit. So duh. Okay, done. Okay. All right, so I'm going to turn the question around on you. And sorry, I already answered. Well, it's your not answer. just like it's a little bit more specific than spookiness. I think it's more specific to the movie selection. Oh yeah, like I love the month of just like going through every amazing classic, scary. Mm-hmm. No matter how dumb we're looking at you, Halloween, mm-hmm. the movie. Kyle Richards, no matter how dumb it is, like, it's just nice because you do, like, you just get, like, this cozy vibe. But I do weirdly feel like fall, I know that people say this about spring, obviously, it's, like, rebirth, but I feel like fall has, like, a similar feeling. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of, like, back to school. Like, fall for me was always, like, you're going- For you. For just me. (laughs) Nobody else was going back to school. Just me. You're just going to staples, your color, you know, coordinating, your notebooks, you're picking out your stickers- your pencils, your pens. Ugh, God, I miss being a kid. Yeah. Okay. My next question. Okay. So Ryan, who would be your dream guest to have on the show? Because ultimately one day we do hope to actually have guests on the show. Not every time, but like here and there. So yeah. If you were to have a guest, who would that guest be? If I could have any guest, I think, okay, so it's, no, okay. It would be Stevie Nicks. I feel like it's such a- Wow, really shooting for the stars here. Well, yeah, but I feel like obviously it's like such a basic answer, but we've been talking about spookiness and witchiness and I feel like she would be perfect. Also, I just love and adore her and I feel like she's just such a down ass bitch. I mean, she would be great to have a conversation with. Right, and I'm thinking like, who would I want to sit with and like have a beer, be like, just tell me everything. So- we did see Stevie Nicks last October. We did. And I have to say, she did not disappoint. It was perfect. It was perfect weather. It was beautiful. It was October. She had like five different kimonos. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so amazing. It was very good. Stevie Nicks, I would be happy to talk to her too. Oh, you would be happy to talk to yeah. Stevie Nicks. Okay. I would love to know like the shit she's seen. I'm sure she has witnessed a lot of crazy shit crazy shit like for sure so many drugs so many like just questionable like rock star men who have been like what 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 are you doing right okay so Kate who would be your dream guest so I'm kind of like going 
in the thought process of like who I'd want to have on this podcast. And it would definitely be Danny Pellegrino of Everything Iconic. He's uh, one of my favorite podcasters next to my favorite murder. But I would just love to have a State of Bravo chat. Like I would just love to literally talk for hours about Bravo, which is, I think, the basis of his podcast. It is the basis. It is the basis of his podcast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But like the level of knowledge that he has on like season one of Roni, like the details that he he knows, like, and also he's like he's so like in tune. Like he has like producers talking to him. He has like insiders. I'm like, I want to know like the shit that I don't know as a plain viewer without any connections. Yes. No, I mean, his show is fucking hilarious and he's pretty much dead on with, I think what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. And, but just besides, besides all the Bravo, which I would love a state of Bravo, I just think he's so funny and like, seems like such a genuinely nice guy that I like would want to be best friends with. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Danny Pellegrino. Hey, Danny, please be on my show sometime ever. (laughs) I'm shooting for the stars here. It's a good one. All right. Well, did we do it? I think that's, I think that's a wrap. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We're so glad you're here with us. So basically, if you want to ask us any questions, please feel free to email your questions to notsisterspod at gmail.com and like, follow, and download episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps a lot because then we actually get some type of following. Yes. So if you are so inclined, follow along on Instagram at Are You Sisters Podcast. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.